Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We all take on different roles every day. One minute you're a parent, the next a chef, or a driver. That's why the Volvo XC40 Recharge is designed to be as versatile as you are. It's fully electric and includes a 360-degree camera, Google built-in, and more. Contact your local retailer to learn more or visit volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC40 Recharge. For every you. Some equipment optional. Google is a trademark of Google LLC. To the Five Year Plan Podcast. Wait. It's the final pod of <laughs> It's the final pod of 2022. Wow, that year has gone quickly. No game to review, thank goodness. So instead we're gonna do a little review of 2022, our thoughts on the year, and maybe look ahead to 2023 as well to round off the pods this year. To do so, we have Jack Pierce. Jack, hello, how are you? I'm all right. I'm fresh from dinner with a Fulham fan last night, so uh, that was Oof. yeah, nicely negotiated. I think we we touched on it for about 15 seconds, and we just felt it's with, with festive cheer, it's best to move on. Very good, very good. Did you did you get? He got a starter in mains. You got a starter, and then your main disappeared, and your nothing turned up. Nobody turned up. Nothing turned up. That's where I was going. Yeah. That's where I was going. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Let's try yeah. better analogies later on with... Please, uh, <laughs> I told you it was the last part of the year. We're very much running on fumes. Uh, Dom Firefield is here. Dom, how are you? I'm fine, thanks, JD. How are you? You coping okay? Not too bad, thank you. Not Yeah, I am, I am thank you. Yeah, I am. Don't get asked that very often, but yes, I am coping just about. Have you recovered <laughs> from Monday Monday yet? I'm, I'm less angry than I was. Um, Good. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just mildly simmering now. Excellent. Might be the... Title for this week's episode, potentially mildly simmering. And for the part, final pod of the year, we thought great time to have a pod debutante. So Ooh. welcome to the podcast, Amy Latter. Amy, how are you doing? Woohoo! <laughs> Hello. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm um, really good, thank you. Not too bad. Brilliant. I like oh, okay. your own woohoo there. No, no one joined I know, but I... myself. <laughs> Why not? Brilliant. I think I feel like the last time I saw you potentially might have been when we were both dancing on the pitch together. I actually think it is. That's the first time in person. Last time in person, sorry that I person. saw you. you that was ten start. years ago. Holding pom poms, yeah. I was. I How was, was that yeah. ten years but ago? But enough about last weekend. Ten years ago was uh <laughs> yeah, it was I, I do you know what, a bit disappointed I never got the call up actually for um for the crystals full time, but uh there you go. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. <laughs> good. Anyway, great to have you on the pod. Thanks for joining us. How how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's been despite a despite Monday, unusual Christmas. Yeah, just Monday. I made the executive decision to turn it off after their third goal because it was Boxing Day. The whole family around the TV and everyone was miserable. <laughs> I was like, it's ruining Christmas. So I was like, I'm turning it off. And Ghostbusters got put on because yeah, it went three nil with nine men. What was the point really? I know exactly. 
Exactly. And that threw is a team the toys that... out of the pram, put it that, that way. <laughs> that is a team that can get the job done as well. So I think that probably was oh, God. worth <laughs> doing. <laughs> Setting the tone for this week's episode. Um, right, let's do a quick shout out, I guess, or a drum roll for a shout out for the last random patron of the year, please. Let's go. It's Sean Tullett. Hey, Sean. Hello, hey, Sean. Sean. Thanks for joining the Patreon. And you can join the Patreon like Sean and get all sorts of rewards, including post-match podcasts, extra content on the main pod, patron-only merchandise, and access to the patron-only Discord club at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash F-Y-P podcast. Another shout for my solo comedy show in February. If you're looking for something fun to do the other side of New Year, February the 9th, Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. at the Bill Murray, uh, my solo show, my Edinburgh show, Jim Daly, Football and Fatherhood. Last time I'm performing that show ever. Uh, so if you fancy uh, coming along, lots of Palace content in there. Got rated four stars. I'd love to see you there. Tickets are eight quid, available from angelcomedy.co.uk. We are sponsored this week by NordVPN. Now, Palace were not particularly good at keeping out attackers on Monday against Fulham, but you can be online with NordVPN. FYP listeners can get an exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash FYP to get a discount off a NordVPN plan plus four months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee at nordvpn.com slash FYP. Now, what is a VPN? VPNs provide an encrypted server and hide your IP address so it protects your identity while online. It also gives you access to content that might be restricted in your country. Think of NordVPN as the Gahey and Anderson of online security. Just, you know, not this Monday. It's reliable, fast and best at keeping out attackers. Plus, it's easy to use. Connect with one click and with over 5,400 servers in 59 countries, you'll never be short of a super fast server to get you online whether you're on Windows, Android, iOS, macOS and Linux or even your Android TV. NordVPN very kindly given FYP access over the last couple of months and it's definitely changed the way that we do things online. It's definitely made me feel safer and I'm now able to watch some content that might not be normally available in my location. So, like our fantastic centre-back pairing, well, except on Monday, you'll never miss a match when abroad with the quickest VPN out there. And FYP listeners can get that exclusive NordVPN deal, including a big discount off your NordVPN plan, plus four months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Just go to nordvpn.com slash FYP. That's Nord, N-O-R-D, VPN.com slash FYP. And before we crack on with talking about this year, Jack, there's been some rather sad but big news about a former Palace player that's developed today. Yeah, uh, late in or at the time of recording, I don't think Palace have announced it. <clears throat> but late in Orient have announced that John Jackson's passed away. So um, absolute Palace legends. I think he's currently sixth on the all-time Palace appearance list. So uh, for, for those of a certain age, they'll recall him being... Uh, the, the regular custodian, I think he at a period played over 200 games consecutively for the club. So, yeah, probably a real part of, of a lot of people's Palace memories. So, yeah, sad to hear the uh, the sad news of John Jackson passing away. Uh, speaking of people of a certain age, Dom, do you remember John Jackson playing for Palace? <laughs> uh, I, I don't actually know, oh. but I've I've um, I've read about him and uh, seen. Have I seen clips? I don't know if I have seen clips of him actually playing. Probably aren't it's, many. No, there wouldn't be, would there? But it's amazing how many goalkeepers we've got in our top 10 all-time appearance makers. I mean, it's a regular quiz question, isn't it? Johnny Jackson always comes up in that. 
when uh, Richard does his quizzes at the end of the end of the season. But yeah, very sad news, very sad news. And I uh, hope, hope Palace will pay tribute in the way that Leighton Orient have already. I'm sure they will. Yeah, for many people, uh, the best ever keeper that plays Palace. Yeah. So uh, an excellent, excellent player um, indeed. So our thoughts go out to his family and friends. And uh, as you say, I'm sure Palace will do, uh, will do some sort of commemoration. Um, right, I've split up the pod this week into five sections. Will we get through all five? Who knows? But we're going to start off with Game of 2022. So I'll ask you all to prep some of these choices. Amy, as you're the pod debutant this week, I'll come to you first. Uh, there's lots of great... Candidates for this, lots of terrible candidates for this, but which game of 2022 stuck out for you? So the ones that stuck out for me, do you know what? It's quite hard merging the two seasons into one when you think of the yeah. whole calendar year. I was like, did that happen this year? Was that mm. last year? First one was Arsenal 3-0. Yeah. And funny enough, I didn't actually properly watch it. Um but it sticks in my head because I was up with the baby, basically. He was playing up at the time. My other half is a Tottenham fan. He was downstairs watching it. And I basically, I got the commentary through his screaming because he was like proper Palace that evening. And I heard the first roar at 1-0. I was like, oh, Palace must have scored. Then all of a sudden, within 20 minutes, it was there was another scream. I was like, Palace can't be 2-0 up. No, this isn't happening. And it was. So, um, yeah, that one sticks in my head just because of the, the screaming downstairs from him. And, um, yeah, just what a result. And um, that's when everyone thought Arsenal were crumbling. That kind of uh, I know. turned around, didn't it? <laughs> that feels a long time ago. That feels yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, because they went on ago. to lose to Brighton and then Southampton, I think, after. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, very different Arsenal now. But that one sticks out. It was a close. It was, it's that. And moving on more recently, it's the West Ham game for me. Yeah. Probably even more so with the, the, the manner of the win with the Elise, like, last minute. Um, you can't get you don't get much better wins than a last minute winner, do you? So they're the two that stick out for me, especially against West Ham. That Arsenal game, Jack, uh, is actually up there for me as well, purely because I remember the Arsenal game of 2017, one of uh, or not Allardyce's <clears throat> first games, but sort of April, I think it was April 2017, when we smashed them three 0 again, and that was a Monday night was this game a Monday night as well? Yeah, I feel like it was a, both, a, a both Monday game. nights. Yeah, it felt so similar to that, and I remember that 2017 game, thinking, "Well, this we'll never do this again." Because I think that was the first time we'd beaten Arsenal in the Premier League or top flight, uh, or maybe on maybe on on the current run. But it was so similar, almost exactly the same, same result, same atmosphere, same performances. Deja vu. I, I, yeah, I think it was maybe a better performance than night because that. Uh, I think when we started comparing it, we realised that the three 0 in 2017. Arsenal didn't actually play that terribly and we took our chances, the Johan Kabay goal and the penalty very quickly after that one. But the one that Amy's just mentioned, we were really good we, from the whole game and, and Arsenal had a few chances towards the end, but the game was kind of gone by that point. So um, any game in which you score two goals in a couple of minutes is always quite fun and Jean-Philippe Mateta got one and then Jordan Ayew was very quickly in for the second. So yeah, that was a great night, really good fun. Oh my God, I'd forgotten Jordan I you scored. Wow, it happens so rarely. It just doesn't even <laughs> register uh, with me. Jack, would either of those games be in the games of 2022 for you? The, the Arsenal and the West Ham ones, for sure. But my game of the year is actually only our second game of 2022, which was at the Den. And beating Millwall at the Den, yeah. for me, um, I, I think probably tops the charts. Not a very good performance. First half, we were abysmal. But yeah, seeing seeing the home end get as frustrated as they did, that probably for me is the uh, the best. A proper cup tie as well, you know. Proper lower league side in the first round or the third round of the cup. Yes, yeah, good, good, good result. And um, yeah, Michael Lise for about fifteen minutes looked like he was playing a different sport to everyone else. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, that game had everything, Dom, didn't it? It had, uh, obviously, the Palace come back. Uh, they at least say, uh, did he get a goal and assist? He got an assist from Mateta, and I think he got a goal, didn't he? Yeah. And then he had that beautiful photo of him shushing the uh, the Millwall fans while bottles rained down on him. And that had, I think you were there, weren't you? That had all yeah. the sort of hallmarks of a Derby, classic Derby game. It also had us utterly outplayed by a championship team through the first half. <laughs> Again, which, very pallid. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it was, but it was uh, that second half was was superb and just yeah, and, and the atmosphere within the within the den, feeling it turn so sour so quickly was was quite satisfying. I was watching it with Selzy up in the press box actually. I think that day he was, uh, yeah, he was enjoying it just as much. Weirdly, what I mean, I would agree with Amy on the on the two that I marked out for best performances of the season would. Uh, with uh, Arsenal and West Ham, but also Wolves away, which was which yes. was really That's really good game. performance. I mean, astonishingly good performance considering the context of where we were. We, I think we'd won prior to Watford the previous week. We'd won two in fourteen in the league, and it was a, it was a bit dicey how it was all turning out. And then they they really turned it on at Molyneux fantastically well. But 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna go against the grain. I think as my the game of the season, and that was the criteria, wasn't it? Game of 2022. Mm-hmm. The most entertaining game I went to with Palace was actually Everton 3, Crystal Palace 2, <laughs> bizarrely, because it, that really did have everything. It, uh, Palace Palace could have scored five in the first half alone. They were absolutely magnificent. Everton were all over the place. Then came the sort of capitulation, um, which maybe is a sort of an indication of where Palace are a bit at the moment, of quite a young team finding its way still, still prone to the occasional aberration. Um, but then to have the, the pitch invasions... Which were really ugly, and I, and I know at the time we we did a podcast and saying how disgraceful it all was, and it was, it was absolutely appalling. But to have an Everton fan go up and try and go Patrick Vieira of all people um, post match and get what was coming to him as well, um, I just that 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 to me the, the whole drama of that, the atmosphere, the noise, the I can still smell that sort of acrid smoke smell that they had with all the flares going off. It was it was it was pretty pretty mad and eventful. That was one of those moments where you know, the commentators are like, nobody wants to see this, but every Palace fan watching is what? like, I want to see him boot that fan up in the air. It was very, one of the most satisfying Palace kicks or connections, I think, probably that that evening. Um, great shouts for games so far. I would also echo the Wolves game. I know it's a bit of a random mid-season nothing result, but we were so good from first to last minute. Didn't put a foot wrong. Easy, comfortable 2-0 winners. And I went with my dad. We did a couple of away games last season. It was a really enjoyable day from start to finish. So that sticks in the mind. Also, just Jeffrey Schlupp's performance that day was so good. And every time he comes up on the pod, which is every week, about how <laughs> uh, how difficult he's playing, he I just think he was so good that day, really. All of his attributes came to the fore. Um, the Watford game, obviously, probably more for personal reasons than anything, is uh, is an enjoyable one. Four. Oh, you're morning oh, about that one, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. The Jim Daly Derby. The yeah. Jim Daly Derby. I did miss Connor's goal though. With the sort of touch, the first touch, and then smashed in the top corner because I was buying a vegan pie at halftime, which is also, I think, a very Jim Daly moment. Uh, but never mind. But I think for me, probably also an Everton result. Dom, it's probably the the cup quarterfinal. Yeah, uh, that was four nil was just. What a great day. The sun was shining. Palace on TV. I mean, Everton were horrendously bad. But to quote Selzy, you can only put beat what's put in front of you. And Palace were superb from start to finish. I believe Selzy is the only person that's ever used that. Said, yeah, yeah, he coined it, I think. Yeah. Um, and it was a really, really enjoyable day. Added, obviously, you know, with the fact that it meant Palace were going to Wembley as well. So all, all that really was just a, a really, really fun relaxing, which doesn't happen very often, day uh, to be a, a Palace fan. So actually, Amy, uh, even though I think 
recent weeks might have made us think differently. Quite a lot of decent games this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's been a weird year for Palace. I think in general, you might feel like it's been a disappointing year. But when you really like read between the lines, it's like, has it? It's very confusing. I'm very conflicted. It's uh, I constrict myself daily, I think, with my expectations and how I feel about like the year and the season. Um, but yeah, like just those few picks, and I'm sure there's more. It's not been all bad, is it? I think if ever a sentence ever summed up being a Crystal Palace fan, I think that's it. I'm just really confused and conflicted. Conflicting yourself within one day is absolutely fine. We do it on the pod within an hour every week, so yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, yeah. I did it, I did sure it about Jeffrey Shutt. Yeah, I, I did it about Jeffrey Shutt the other day in about 35 seconds, so <laughs> yeah. it's okay. It's he is a confusing, good. conflicting player, so no. I don't think uh, I think many Palace fans are doing the same. Uh, good stuff. Okay, well, we've got some good games there. Uh, this is one, really, for listeners. If you're listening along, let us know what your game of 2022 was. Uh, tweet us at FYP Fancy or Instagram or Facebook, all the same handle, and let us know as you're listening to the pod, because we're going to take a quick break now when we come back it's player of 2022 we all take on different roles every day one minute you're a parent the next a chef or a driver That's why the Volvo XC40 Recharge is designed to be as versatile as you are. It's fully electric and includes a 360-degree camera, Google built-in, and more. Contact your local retailer to learn more or visit volvocars.com slash US. The Volvo XC40 Recharge. For every you. Some equipment optional. Google is a trademark of Google LLC. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. 
an agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Whee! Here we go, getting a bit more into it. It's the final pod of 2022. We're not reviewing any games. We're just going through our favourite picks of the year, trying to make ourselves feel a little bit better after that 3-0 defeat to Fulham on Monday. So we're going to go player of 2022 now. Normally, Jack, when we do this kind of thing at the end of the season, there's about one or two candidates actually in the last season there was a handful for once and a few more taking the calendar year into uh, into consideration who are your candidates for player of 2022 so for me the man who's kind of grown as the year progressed um has been joe Anderson. i think his uh first few months of palace shirt there were some doubts over over him but from the turn into 2022 he was uh, excellent in the second half of the previous season and, and very good from the start of this one. Um, so, yeah, Jerkham Anderson capped off by a call-up for the World Cup and, and starting in their three games, albeit in a disappointing campaign for the Danish uh, team. But, yeah, Jerkham Anderson for me, I think he's he's been very good and, and grown into um, the probably the most consistent player in, in the team. Very good, chap. Very surprised you didn't go for... Joel Ward, actually, because I genuinely, and that's not a joke, I genuinely think he could be up there for a potential candidate because he's not let us down this year at all. Was he anywhere well, he, near your pick? He's my man of the decade, so right, okay, I thought fair. best to give yeah. someone else man of the year. Totally fair. That's yeah. another episode down the line. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, maybe it will be in come his testimonial in the in the summer. Yes, very true. Has that been, has that been announced yet? No. No, okay. Have Leighton Orient announced it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably very have. good, very um, good. <laughs> great shout, Joe! It's a great shout. You know, gets better and better, really, and I think is uh, is is becoming a bit of a palace legend. Amy, you a fan of uh, of, of Joe 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 Chim Anderson? Get the words out, Jim. Oh, I'm a fan. Yes. Sorry, do you mean footballer? As in football? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, handsome Anderson. No, yeah, he yeah he speaks for itself. You've said everything. He's definitely up there for Player of the Year, and he's so good. My other half says all the time that Gahey and Anderson are better than Tottenham's. Um, back to only wow. take them all day so 
There you go. Well, but, then just won the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know, and that's saying something, right? He gets uh, very frustrated. That's another conversation. <laughs> it's um, a different podcast. Yeah, yeah that's another podcast. Um, yeah, so Don, he's Don, def- might, Don might do that one as well. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so he's definitely up there for me, but um, is it a bit cliche? Mine is Zaha. Yeah. yeah. It's Wilf. As always, he seems to, I hate to say it, it feels like he's still carrying us a bit. He's so involved in everything, isn't he? Um, goal contributions, goals now, you know, his end product has come on leaps and bounds from the, you know, the days when that used to be something we used to complain about. Um, he's just everything, isn't he? It's a bit dramatic, but... <laughs> He is. He is everything. With such heart. That's yeah. amazing. Know, right? That's brilliant. <laughs> Will, I hope you're listening. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's him for me, for obvious reasons. I haven't actually looked at the actual stats of how many goals he scored in the calendar year. I don't know if any of you guys know that. I'm, 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 I'm meant to do it. Oh, yeah. I, I would hazard to guess that this might be his best scoring year, calendar yeah. year in a Palace shirt. That would be my hunch. But, well, he yeah. had that really good run towards the end of last season. Yeah. Obviously, sort of started this year, um, and then he's already got six this year. It looks like in all competition. No, actually, just in the just, just in the, the Premier League. League. Yeah. I'm just checking the back end of last season as well. But I suspect he's almost certainly into double figures. Let's have a look: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Really good pod content. <laughs> ten. <laughs> ten, ten on the back end of last year. And six this year. So 16 across the year. We're taking that, Jack, as a decent return? I, I would suspect that, and yeah, dominate me what your instincts are, but I think that could well be his best yeah, goal, like goal, it. Yeah, it goal be, return. It feels yeah. like it's been his best year anyway. Yeah. That's the yeah. kind of perception I've got yeah. of him. So, yeah. For me, let's, a... um, let's not talk about Wolf in 2023 yet, though. I don't I think know, I'm ready. That's... I'm not ready for it, Jim. When we move on to 2023, I think that might be a key point um, <sighs> yeah. on how I feel that that year will go. Yeah, let's try and keep it positive, guys. Okay, light breathing. Come on, uh, Dom. Either of those players featured for you in terms of player of twenty twenty two? Yeah, yeah, they're both on there. I mean, the fact that you've got Joachim Anderson playing at, at a World Cup and and Wilf doing what he does, the goal scoring wise, definitely on the list. Um, you, you should add Gay and Mitchell, who, who both earned their first England caps this calendar year. Um, that's testament to how well they've done at Palace. Michael Elise's development as well. But I'm going to, again, just be slightly different. Um, mine is actually Conor Gallagher. Uh, <laughs> on the basis that his his form with Palace at the start of the year, not, not so much towards the end of the season after he'd gained his first caps, but at the start of the year, effectively earned him a place in the World Cup squad. And if he'd actually stayed with Palace... At the uh, for the c- current season, I think he probably would have had some minutes on the pitch at that World Cup as well, but he didn't, and he went back to Chelsea and ended up being a perennial substitute in Qatar. But uh, you know, he was his impact with Palace is was profound to the extent that you know our transfer policy was effectively mucked up in the summer because he wasn't coming coming back to us, and we only found that out late. So he would be my uh, controversial Palace Player of the Year 2022. I mean, yeah, it's unlike you to try and cram a Chelsea player. <laughs> but in that's the second Chelsea player that we've earned a, a World Cup place for. And Ruben Loftus Cheek as well. I mean, they, they owe us a lot, quite frankly. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's not. It's, he was so good for us last, last season. It's not a bad shout at all. Um, and probably better than a lot of players that actually have played the whole year for us. Amy, if you're new to the pod, you wouldn't have probably been involved <laughs> in any Gallagher chat. What are your thoughts on, on Conor Gallagher? I was always a huge fan. 
when we had that little period where there was a, a section of the fan base who were like, don't want him, he's rubbish. I, I found it so bizarre and I got quite defensive on Twitter. I don't know, probably too defensive for a Chelsea player, but in my opinion, that was people are in denial because they knew he was leaving. It was like they could cope with it better if they pretended they hated him and hate, pretended he was rubbish. Um, but yeah, it, it's clear that he's the hole we're missing at the moment, in my opinion. Um, so I think I think he was great. I think I was absolutely gutted that we couldn't keep him. Yeah, yeah. I, there's definitely 100% a kind of got to go shaped hole in our midfield, and it's something we talk about multiple times on you, the pod each you know week. what just, just as you make peace or one makes peace with the idea of Conor Gallagher not coming back to Palace anytime soon Chelsea get linked with Enzo Fernandez for 100,000 billion whatever amount of money it's going to cost for him and then you start to think oh maybe Conor's shots in the first team are going to be limited maybe there's a loan to be done I don't know there's hope. hope exactly it's the hope I that think, kills though so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you have to uh, assume that door is closed close yeah. that door and but just Open every time, every time something changes, you're just like, "Oh, does this mean Connor?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's Connor? he's done. <laughs> if we turn it into a Chelsea podcast, he's um he's done very very well, and he's, he has earned himself so you know a fairly decent run in that team. Um, although Dom, is he playing as much under Potter? He had been. He didn't play the Bournemouth game the other day. He came on for the last five, ten minutes. He's covering that. But yeah, he didn't didn't do anything. He missed one good chance. I should probably add that he's probably scored the best goal at Sellers Park this season as well. Albeit yeah. against us. And it was an absolute belter. For God's sake. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <sighs> sorry. I'll get my coat. Yeah. You're wearing it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, Amy, I don't always turn up dressed as a Jedi to these. It's just so bloody cold in here. <laughs> Get it, it's comfort strong look, over mate. fashion all day. Yeah, um, exactly. That's, I forgot yeah. about that. I did forget about that. That was that was painful. But uh, yeah, probably is the best goal this season. It is. It's one of the few. I've only seen three goals at Sellers this season, and uh, one of them was Wolf against Brentford, and the other two were Chelsea. So, uh, are you, are you, did you close your eyes on uh, Monday for the Fulham three goals? Yeah, I meant. Yeah, you're right. I did. I did see those as well. Yeah. So <laughs> he derased those for his memory. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. This is this is a terrible psychological. My did you close your eyes for Brentford's equaliser as well, or are you gone by then, or what? No, I. You're right. I saw that too. So that's seven did you, goals. Did you I've see Edward's opening goal against Chelsea? No, I didn't see that. He because, missed that. One. Uh, my season ticket didn't work, so I was oh, stuck right. in the queue uh, to get in. So I heard uh, it. Uh, yes, yeah, so that wasn't a great day. That wasn't a great day at all. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Um, other candidates for Player of the Year. Who's your team? Well, this is the thing. I'm going to go for a slightly rogue choice. I don't actually think really maybe qualifies, but he does from the heart, if that makes sense. Um, if he continued his form, I think Mateta possibly would have been in there, but form is too patchy and hasn't really featured this season. Uh, there might be some... Huh? What? You're well, actually proposing no, to Philippe Mateta? I'm not. I'm just putting other names out there. The name I'm going to propose, I'm just going through the list. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just in case there's people listening who are shouting out names at their, at their phone. No uh, one, no one was shouting John Philippe Mateta. One person was, <laughs> and his name's Rob Sutherland, <laughs> the, the world's biggest Mateta fan, the president um, of the JPM fan club. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, okay, my shout, my shout is going to be, and and I was just checking his stats now, and he hasn't had a. He's only scored four goals this calendar year, I think, but it feels like he had a bit of a resurgence. And in terms of sort of players that we love, my shout is Ebre Eze. Now, I'm not saying he was better than Wilf this year or better than Anderson or, or, or better than Gahey, 
but it felt like there was a bit of a journey with Eze this year, uh, a bit of a redemption. The goal against Southampton was a really, really lovely moment. He's mm. had games this year, this season and last season where he's really returned to that kind of form that we saw in that first season. Hasn't been able to sort of keep it up and I think he's still working his way back to fitness. But, you know, maybe 2023, my prediction is maybe Ebbs for player of the year for 2023. I think, mm. Jack, I think he's someone we'd love to see really get back to that, that yeah. form of that first year. For sure, we've seen glimpses. Um, I think I think he's back at full tilt in terms of his fitness now. I don't think there's any question marks over over that. He had the back in the last season, a full preseason. You know, he's played lots of minutes so far this season. So I think we can put to bed the, the fitness element of things. But it's just whether the shape is doing him any justice at the moment. And having watched the Fulham game, I'm not quite sure he's being best utilised in the current uh, current team that, that's been put out. But yeah, that's that's a conversation for another day. But yeah, 2023 high hopes for Ebbs. Absolutely right. That's a conversation probably first part of the year after we lose the <laughs> After the ball. Um, let's, <laughs> let's wrap up there. So great candidates there. Again, listeners, let us know who your thoughts are of a player of 2022, whether we missed anyone. Uh, whether you're shouting Mateta at your phone right now, who knows? Anyway, after break, we're going to come back with, oh, picking our favourite moments. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. My brother-in-law died suddenly, 
and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Welcome back to the Fabio Pan Podcast. We final pod of 2022. Uh, we are rating the year from a palace perspective. And we're going to go with favourite moment of 2022. Dom, this one was a bit more sort of open to interpretation. Uh, judging by your previous calls, I'm, it's probably going to be Fulham's third goal on Monday night, <coughs> I imagine. But what is, what is your shout for favourite moment? It could be on the pitch, off the pitch, ideally palace related uh, of 2022. <laughs> I sort of limited myself to have to, to one that I was actually present for in the in the flesh and um Wolf's winner against Wolves in the home game this season uh, just because it was a, it was such a a brilliantly constructive constructed move and then the, I've, I've never I don't think I've ever been in a situation supporting Palace for 30 odd years or whatever where I was more certain that that a player was going to score for us it was just as soon as the ball arrived at him, it's just like, well, we're celebrating. And it was almost like the players were celebrating as well before he struck the shot. And it, it was it was a, just a brilliant culmination to a fantastic move and, and a, a real sort of indication of what this team can do when they click. I actually don't remember that moment, so I'm actually going to have to Google it while I ask Amy for her moment. Um, <laughs> I don't think I was there. Was I there? No, Palace won, so I obviously wasn't there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to Google it. Palace we beat Wolves, did we? We beat Wolves. We did a podcast the morning after it. Yeah, did we? Which you hosted. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, mate, the skills of a podcast host extend to blagging, uh, which is one of my my only life skill. Uh, Amy, what's your? I'm going to watch this goal uh, while you let us know what your moment of 2022 is. Yeah, I think someone's already mentioned it, but for me, it's the four 0 Everton Cup game for a few reasons. It was my birthday. It was, an, you know, it's, the result speaks for itself. It was an emphatic win. And it gave us the Lampard speech afterwards, which is absolutely <laughs> iconic now. Average goal, flute goal, another average goal. Which means it was just beautiful, wasn't it? The whole thing was just brilliant. Um, and as you said, it was a relaxing Palace afternoon, which is entirely rare. 
and it made my birthday. And obviously, as someone said earlier, it that's what took us to Wembley. So as a moment for the year, I think reaching that semi-final um, is a sign of success for me. Yeah, yeah completely. Completely. I've got an idea for your other half for your birthday card for next year. He needs to get a printout of a photo of uh, Lampard saying average birthday, average cake, average presents, <laughs> average candle. <laughs> Brilliant. He can have that one. Uh, that's a great <laughs> shout. It was, a, yeah, that, it felt, that game felt like a moment. That whole day felt like a moment yeah. in Palace's journey with Vieira. Um, and I think, I think that's a really good shout. Um, Dom, I do remember the, the Wolf goal. Uh, and you're absolutely right. Now you've looked it up. No, no, I've wa- watched it. I looked at the results, and then suddenly I do. I do remember uh, he. It's Ed, Edward plays it across, doesn't he? Takes a touch and then sweeps it into the bottom corner. Yeah, that was great. I do remember also. I, I brought him in for my fantasy team that week, so I think that's why actually. Oh, I, I'm sorry, listener. Jeez. I'm sorry. Every week. Um, so Jack, your turn. What's your What's your moment? Yeah, uh, just the kind of elaborate on Amy's point there. Dom, do correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that also the week where? Gay, Gallagher and Mitchell all got their England call up a few yeah. days after that. So there was a huge buzz around the place. Yeah. That, you know, it was all going in the right direction. Um, and that, yeah, that, just, that was a really good time and everyone was getting excited for Wembley. So, yeah, in terms of like day, I think, and possibly that week, that was probably the, the high point in terms of Palace this yeah. year. Um, but my favourite moment is another moment from, from the cup run. And uh, didn't happen on the pitch, but again, going back to the the den uh, on the the first weekend of the year, and uh, after the game when we were all being kept in, uh, one Millwall fan decided to try and take us on from the you know distance of thirty or forty yards, and uh, commonly known as Colonel Mustard for his charming yellow Harrington jacket, decided to uh, bear his ass in the uh, oh. the January wind <laughs> to the embarrassment of uh, him. Uh, his friend who was trying desperately to get rid of him and two stewards who had just given up on trying to get rid of him. If he wanted to do that, he could. But yeah, 3,000 Palace fans had a, had a very good laugh at that guy. So uh, forever known as uh, Colonel Mustard. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you again when we play you at some point in the next 20 decades. Uh, 20 years. <laughs> 20 that decades. That is what football well, is all about. That is what football like is all that. about. Yeah, Forget the football. Forget the pitch. Colonel Mustard. <laughs> Such a beautifully British football terrace insult, Colonel Mustard. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know he'd done that. Uh, that. Actually, that story took a turn I wasn't expecting. But uh, I do remember the jacket, weirdly, but not... Not the bearing his, the ass. His bum, no. Yeah. But yeah, lovely moment. No, sorry, not a lovely moment. A moment. What a, lo- what a lovely moment. It certainly was a moment. I wouldn't describe it as a lovely moment. moment. No, no, moment. Um, <laughs> uh, mine comes also from the cut run, uh, but it's from the semi-final, which I know wasn't a great day for us. I think sort of that we choked a bit on the day, really. Um, but beforehand, the fans unfurling the banners and the flags down the palace end of the stadium for the f- for 10, 15 minutes before kickoff uh, was an incredible moment. And I know we've been blessed a bit as Palace fans for being to Wembley fair amount in the last sort of decade or so and actually having fairly good results there as well. Um, but it's always still a special moment to be there and especially with a cup semi-final, you know, following on from the Everton game really felt like a real proper moment uh, for Palace in recent history. And it was just a reminder of what Palace fans do well you know, and there was obviously loads of people on Twitter talking about how Palace have owned Wembley again, et cetera, et cetera. Fans of other clubs saying you know, it's the thing that Palace fans do well. It was just a nice moment. Again, I was there with my dad, which was nice, and, and a couple of friends. So it's just that I can still sort of see looking to my left, look at, looking at all those flags and banners and just and the noise. And it just it was a real moment to take it all in. 
because um, really, I know we have been blessed, but as fans, we don't really get those moments very often, really, over the course of our supporting career. So that was a really nice, yeah, really nice moment that I'll definitely remember. From And actually, it's funny, we've got a few cup run moments mentioned today. I've almost kind of forgotten about the cup run last season. You know, it was a really, really good moment for us. And uh, maybe a bit lucky with some of the results or some of the draws, but... You know, Palace really stepped up in the cup. And I think for a team like Palace, a cup run is always something to be enjoyed. As as the great philosopher Adam Sells said, you can only beat what's in front of you. So, <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. Uh, so those are our moments of 2022. Some great moments there from the beauty of the fans displaying the flags <laughs> to the Millwall fan displaying his ass. I mean, you've got every aspect there of... <laughs> being a palace fan uh so listeners let us know what was your favorite moment of 2022 uh palace related uh on or off the pitch and uh tweet us maybe we'll get a thread going jack or something on twitter of people's moments uh and then we can put the best ones on a carousel on instagram something like that um at I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know any of these words you're saying but yeah <laughs> you all, do. you're younger than me good. I don't know what carousel on Instagram means. Fine yes, word. You do. It's when the you just swipe the pictures right, and you can put more than one picture. Oh, I, I genuinely didn't know that. So thank you. I didn't you, either. I've learned something new there. Oh, yeah. no word. I suddenly I knew feel about really function, young, but I didn't know the name. Yeah, same. Okay. I, same. I really feel young and relevant. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, I might be younger than you, Jim, but I haven't touched TikTok. I mean, you're a TikTok superstar, so. Well, the, yeah. the less said about watched, that, the better. I watched Jim on TikTok. Feel yeah. very proud. Yeah, <laughs> you're the only person that does. My family <laughs> don't. So, anyway, on that note, let's wrap up favorite moments of the season. And after the break, going back to a section I forgot to do earlier, which is goal of 2022. My brother-in-law died suddenly. And now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. Ronald Reagan famously once said the nine most terrifying words in the English language are I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Americans are losing faith in the banking system and at the same time, the U.S. government could soon be headed toward a centralized banking system. How scary is that? How do you protect yourself as the government gets more involved in your life? For me, owning gold is one way. Having gold that I can see and touch makes me feel protected. Having a portion of your retirement in precious metals is another way to feel protected. I don't own crypto, I don't own NFTs, and I don't buy meme stocks. I don't invest in things I don't understand. If you are like me and want to feel safe, it's time to call my friends at the Oxford Gold Group. Go to www.oxfordgoldgroup.com to learn more. Again, that's www.oxfordgoldgroup.com. 
Progressive protects more than just your home and car. You could save when you bundle your motorcycles, ATVs, boats, and RVs. Doesn't that sound good? Like the sound of your boat cruising along the intercoastal. And there's the sound of the prop hitting a really big rock. And now the sound of waves. Because the engine stopped. But you know what does sound good? You're covered with Progressive. So bundle all your vehicles and home in one place and save with the multi-policy discount. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Toda buena fiesta comienza con un buen outfit y tu próxima cita es con JCPenney, en donde encuentras de todo para cualquier ocasión. Ya sea elegante o casual, tenemos puro estilo para ti. Desde vestidos, trajes, colores y estampados de marcas como Liz Claiborne, Worthington, Stafford y J. Ferrar. ¡Ay, no olvidemos Thereabouts para los chiquitos! Descubre lo último en la tienda o en jcp.com. Estilo de pieza a cabeza para donde sea que vayas. JCPenney. When it comes to business and meeting travel in Orlando, it's never business as usual. Sure, I could go on for days about all the incredible places to hold your meeting or the innovative industries that will make you feel right at home. But Dr. Michael Edwards of Ocean Insight said it best. Orlando is as much a business capital as an entertainment one. And when work wraps up for the day, the evening is just getting started. I'd love to tell you about all the 46 Michelin-rated restaurants, or the array of outstanding dishes that'll have you coming back again and again. But executive chef Guillaume Rabine of Lake Nona Wave Hotel can sum it up better than me. Orlando has a world of artisans, so you can try incredible cuisines from across the globe. It's so true, and there's so much more. So dive in and see what's happening in Orlando, where the possibilities for business travel are unbelievably real. Learn more at orlandoforbusiness.com. Welcome back to the f- final part of uh, 2022 from the FYP podcast. I think I'm starting to lose it a little bit. That was a terrible intro. Um, we are breaking up the year, trying to find the positives and trying to just review what's been a, a pretty mad year for Palace in 2022. So we're now going to pick goal of 2022. Um, Amy, let's come to you. Uh, what goals stood out for you this year? So... Initially, I feel like the obvious one stood out, you know, like Zaha, Brentford, Eze, Leeds. But, and I had to double check, it was definitely this year, and it was, it was in January. And not to make this a Gallagher podcast, it was a Gallagher goal, but it wasn't so much his goal, it was the the manner of the goal. It was against mm. Brighton, had to get yeah. that in there, didn't I? Yeah. And it was the goal, every single player touched the ball. Yeah. yeah. So it was that brilliant team goal. Against your rivals, shame they equalised. But yeah, for me, I think that was a little bit underrated. I feel like if that was Man City, that would have been absolutely everywhere. But um, no, it was just Palace. But yeah, that one for me, just because of the manner of it. Speaking Dom's language. You're speaking Dom's language. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you write a whole article on that? Right, I, I was up until three a.m. that night writing on that goal <laughs> alone, and and that is that is the goal. That is there's no debate on this. Amy's spot on. That is the goal. It's the goal of Palace's history. They've never done that before. Every single player touched the ball. It's amazing. It's right. absolutely I wasn't amazing. Sure, if I was being a bit OTT. No, how good it was. But I'm, I may yeah. have been, but <laughs> <laughs> paid to do so. 
<laughs> that was brilliant. It was, it was a, a spectacular goal. goal. It was one of those ones where you had to actually watch it back to actually piece it all together again. And, and because, you know, obviously, inevitably, it was quite a slow build-up, wasn't it? And if you'd sort of looked up halfway through and seen the in, in the final third with Joel Ward doing his ridiculous Cuffy-esque dart across the field from right to left, um, you'd have thought, oh, that was very well-constructed goal, but not amazing. But then when you realise it starts from a throw-in, Deep in our territory on the on the left hand side, and I think it's I think it's Milovievich who has the first touch where he's winning a header over somebody, and it, it, literally everybody has a. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It's the ultimate team goal. Can't be beaten. And on top of that, it's the first time we'd had the ball for about fifteen minutes. Yeah. As it was well. the only time we had the ball all night. <laughs> 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 yeah, very, very special moment. Uh, yeah, you, you call him Cafu. I was going to say Franz Ward, but uh, or, or Joel Beckenbauer, but I think he made films, but I can't remember. But uh, yeah. <laughs> what, um, who got the assist on this goal? Anyone remind me? Is it Schluppy? Yeah. Jeffrey Schlupp. Jeffrey Schlupp, there you go, popping up when you need him at important moments. Um, Dom, I'm guessing you, you've got no other candidates then, I guess. That is, that is, that is no, they were having some great ones. I was at, I was at Norwich for Wolf's brilliant goal yeah. there as well. But um, and, he's, and the Brentford goal is superb, but that's his, become his trademark. But no, there is no competition for this. It is, it is that Gallagher goal. It was, and, it, and as Amy says, Gallagher was just the icing on the cake. It was, it was the whole team effort that, that made that possible. Jack, have you got any other any other candidates that even come close to that? I mean, that is the best goal of the season. Um, but yeah, Wolf's goal at Norwich was very, very special. Um, I think some sometimes gets a little bit lost in the fact he uh, scuffed a penalty about ten minutes later. But the goal itself was was brilliant. His goal against Brentford this season was wonderful. Um, but in terms of a moment and getting your reward for a very, very good performance, Michael Elise's goal at West Ham was was quite special too because uh, pretty much last kick of the game and the game that we certainly warranted a win in um, was, was very special and the away end went completely bonkers. So, uh, yeah, very, very fun uh, game to be at um, when capped off with a goal like that. So, yeah, obviously nowhere near as technically good as the one at Brighton, but in terms of a particular moment, that one uh, will live long in the memory. And it was our last win, uh, almost two months ago. It was our last goal. It was our last goal. Yep, sorry. It was our last goal almost two months ago. Um, but yeah, great. That was a great moment um, as well. I'm trying to think any other candidates, possibly Wilf, Wilf away at Watford is second, I think. Again, the trademark that Dom alluded to. Con- Connor's at Connor's Watford goal at Watford. was, goal, Very was good. a really nice goal as well. Um, yeah. Wilf against Brentford is a great shout, probably comes in second. But yeah, I can't disagree with the the Brighton goal. It's got everything. Every player touching it against Brighton. Joel Ward turning into Cafu and Schluppy getting an assist. I mean, I don't know what else you want <laughs> from Palace goal. And as Amy says, like, had it been City, I mean, Sky mm. Sports would be replaying it. It would be on their uh, highlights of 2022 over and over again. Maybe it will be. Who knows? But I, I, I seriously doubt it. But yeah, it's a, it's a great moment. Very much palaced, palaced up by the rest of the performance that game. Um, but yeah, really, really, really lovely goal. So I think that probably takes that one. I don't really think there's much more to say from that, apart from to um, listeners, um, let us know. Uh, Are there any other candidates? Uh, but I can't think uh, of any, Jack. No, I'm glad we mentioned Brighton because actually the only time we played them in 2022, so in right. January. Yeah. yeah. Because we were supposed to, weren't we? Supposed to play them, and then the game got postponed in September. Can I do another shout for potential? Oh, was it this year? It might not have been this year. No, it wasn't. It was last year. When we won at City, it was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah. that's last year. So I can't do a shout for that one. No. Okay, cool. Well, there you go. The the Gallagher's goal at Brighton, and it's Gallagher as well. My word, had everything. Uh, I think a gift takes our goal of 2022. Really hard to argue with that. But if you'd like to argue with that. 
Twitter is the place to do it. So tweet us at FYP Fanzine and let us know if you think any goal this calendar year beat that goal at Brighton. Right after the break, we're going to rate the year out of 10 and then we're going to look a little bit forward to next year to see what we think is going to happen in 2023. time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. When it comes to business and meeting travel in Orlando, it's never business as usual. Sure, I could go on for days about all the incredible places to hold your meeting or the innovative industries that will make you feel right at home. But Dr. Michael Edwards of Ocean Insights said it best. Orlando is as much a business capital as an entertainment one. And when work wraps up for the day, the evening is just getting started. I'd love to tell you about all the 46 Michelin-rated restaurants, or the array of outstanding dishes that'll have you coming back again and again. But executive chef Guillaume Rabin of Lake Nona Wave Hotel can sum it up better than me. Orlando has a world of artisans, so you can try incredible cuisines from across the globe. It's so true, and there's so much more. So dive in and see what's happening in Orlando, where the possibilities for business travel are unbelievably real. Learn more at orlandoforbusiness.com. When it comes to business and meeting travel in Orlando, it's never business as usual. Sure, I could go on for days about all the incredible places to hold your meeting or the innovative industries that will make you feel right at home. But Dr. Michael Edwards of Ocean Insights said it best. Orlando is as much a business capital as an entertainment one. And when work wraps up for the day, the evening is just getting started. I'd love to tell you about all the 46 Michelin-rated restaurants, or the array of outstanding dishes that'll have you coming back again and again. But executive chef Guillaume Rabin of Lake Nona Wave Hotel can sum it up better than me. Orlando has a world of artisans, so you can try incredible cuisines from across the globe. It's so true, and there's so much more. So dive in and see what's happening in Orlando, where the possibilities for business travel are unbelievably real. Learn more at orlandoforbusiness.com. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. It's the final part of the final pod of 2022. This year has gone quickly. We've reviewed the best games, the best goals, the best players, the best moments. So now I'm going to ask you all to rate this year 
out of 10. And this is going to be just for our patrons. So if you want to hear what everyone's rating for the year out of 10 is, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash FYP podcast. We do extra bits of content every episode for them. So head on over there to check that out right now. Let's look forward then, Amy. 2023. Um, what are you expecting? What are you ho- What are you hoping for, I guess, maybe more than expecting? Yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? Because it's it's so dependent on a few factors here. One being, does Zaha stay? I know we talk about it every year, but it, yeah. it's, a, it's a thing every year. And maybe even so, more so now with him being free in the summer. Um, that's going to be huge on how I feel like the next year is going to go. So I guess you kind of have to maybe discuss it if he stays and if he doesn't stay and what I feel. Um, also, it depends how we decide to strengthen in January, if we strengthen at all. <laughs> and then going into the summer, it's so hard to so hard to gauge. But if I'm being... I'm probably going to go more pessimistic now than optimistic as I was with the, uh, the rating. I honestly expect more of the same. I don't see any miraculous progression and we're going to be top 10 all of a sudden. I think reality is now there's now a top seven with mm-hmm. Newcastle. Um, so that that makes everything even that one one step harder to maintain any kind of top ten position. And this is where I contradict myself. I battle every day. Is should we expect top ten? Is that realistic? It, you know, you look at the table. The, 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 that little bunch of teams in the middle. There's not much between us, in my opinion. You can kind of finish ninth and sixteenth, and there's there's probably not going to be that many points between us. So. Um, it's a difficult one. I'm going to say more of the same, unfortunately. I th- I, is that unfortunate, though? We've just raked the year eight. So do you see what I mean? I'm battling yeah. with myself already. Yeah. It's, it's such a hard thing to gauge. But I don't see any massive progression next year. But I think we need to be realistic with our expectations. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that's a terrible thing. As long as we don't plummet. Yeah. Um, I think we need a little bit of patience and these kind of big big rebuilds, these big turnarounds don't always happen overnight. This is like the second season going into it with Vieira. Next season, I'd say the pressure picks up for him. Yeah, um, I think that's... We need I, some sort of progression, but then I, I'm not I'm not OTT with my expectations, put it that way. It's the manner of the performances. I don't mind mm-hmm. losing to Fulham. It's how you lose to Fulham. You know yeah. what I mean? No disrespect to any team. I don't think we should expect to beat anyone but you expect to turn up. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I'm sort of looking at the back end of last season and how, you know, I know Don was saying before that Watford game, they were on a bit of a bad run, but the, 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 they did manage to turn it around and have a nice run. I know the Gallagher factor was a, was a big one. Don, did we do much in the January last year? I can't even remember. Just, just Mateta, really, wasn't it? I mean, permanently. Permanently, yeah. Uh, I don't think there was anything hugely significant in January, but but... But then we had spent a lot of money the previous summer, so um, you know that's yeah. I'll, uh, you go, Jim. I'll, I'll I'll save my pessimism for last. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> go out on a low. Oh, we'll go with you first, and then oh, well, Actually, yeah, Jack. Jack, Jack how are you feeling? Jack, how are you feeling? Um, yeah, I think Amy says says a lot there. I I I, I am a little bit apprehensive ahead of this January transfer window because I think we all know that some work needs to be done to that squad. Um, and there seems to be indications that that might not be the case. Um, so I will probably know what I 
think ahead of 2023 by the 31st of January 2023. Um, also, the either somebody is spreading a lot of stuff about the whole John Texter Eagle Corporation, whatever that's called, the, the grouping of clubs that he's put together, um, or something's not quite right there. I don't know enough about it, but, yeah, there seems to be stories popping up on uh, foreign media quite regularly about his other clubs, which is a, a slight concern. Josh Harris and, and David Blitzer flirting with other clubs. I'd like that to stop. <laughs> That's not um, ideal. Um, so there are a few things in the boardroom um, that aren't, you know, ideal at the moment, if, if everything's that's that's um, written is to be believed. But we could end the season or end 2023 still, you know, very mid-table Premier League club with building work having begun on the new stand. Is that going to happen this year? I think that's due to start... This year, I think all the, the planning stuff that needs to be done is, is happening. So that would be progression, I guess, in terms of the ground finally having some some work done to it. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think January is a really important month. And my opinion of 2023 will probably, or my prediction for 2023, will probably be shaped by what happens in the first month of it. Yeah, okay. Slightly more positive than I think Dom's about to yeah, be. That, well, to be honest, no. Uh, that, that's that's pretty much where I am as well. Although I, I would go, I would be very surprised if anything happens in January of any note. I mean, it's, it's terrible news for Palace that the one player that they thought they had sown up on a loan deal to come back, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, suddenly playing out of his skin for Manchester yeah, United. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. the timing is just so typical. But... Um, <laughs> no, I, I agree with uh, Jack on all of that. I think I think the intrigue. I think I had Palace down prediction for next year mid table with some frills, which is pretty much what we've been we've had for the last eighteen months, which is great. I, I take that, but the intrigue is off the pitch. It's it's all off the pitch. It's it's that boardroom, and you know, the chairman might might say this is nonsense, and it, oh, we're just carrying on as as normal as he did in his interview last week with with the club. But I don't see how you can be carrying on as normal when 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 one of your when the man who owns forty percent of your club has gone off and bought a French team that that can compete for European places. I mean, and they're much closer to competing for Europe than we are. And Josh Harrison, David Blitzer, there's just too much uncertainty as to what their long term ambition is. We, we we don't know, but the fact that David Blitzer is accumulating all these clubs for himself, and we've got Palace here crying out for a bit more investment to make something of January, to make something of the summer, to kick on. We're perennially two or three players short of being an excellent team. But that's where we, we've, we're we always there. Mm. But never we've got an excellent team. Um, and may, but, I, but there's also a realism to it all. I mean, Palace are never going to be in a position to go out and just blast everybody out of the water in the market. They're just not going to be able to do that, even with two billionaires on the board. It's, it's, I, I still think that they'll be restricted by financial fair play and, and, and the size of the stadium. So you have to put everything in the context of, of developing the ground and, and kicking the club on off the pitch as well. But that is where all the intrigue is. And it does the ownership structure have to change does the way that they invest in the team have to change um do they have to rejig that to make sure that we can realize our proper potential out on the pitch but i i i'm braced for a quiet january which will make the end of the season not quite as comfortable as it should have been or or might have been and then an interesting summer when you've got an awful lot of players out of contract including your star man as amy's pointed out uh, where does that leave you? Because if, if he leaves, then you've got to find a £30 million player to take over because I don't think Elise and Eze are necessarily going to be that player. Um, 
in terms of their continued development. So it's it's really intriguing, but but it, I feel as if it needs to get sorted out off the pitch before we can get anything sorted on it. Mm. Yeah, completely fair. Uh, intriguing is a good word, and let's hope it, it it stays intriguing and not worrying and doesn't creep into into that territory. Um, I'm not sure what to expect, really. I'm, I'm, I feel the same as, as Amy in a way, and maybe it's just a sort of a product of being a fan for a, or quite a while that you always keep the expectation fairly low, I think, and then anything that happens is a bonus. Um, and then if they end up mid-table, you're happy, and if they get relegated, you're like, well... I knew they were going to get really get, get Expect really the anyway. worst, hope for the yeah, best. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I, think, <laughs> I think all the points that Dom and Jack have raised are absolutely spot on, and it will be very interesting to see how they do in January. But, I don't know, back end of last season was was fun. Let's hope they could do the same. I want to make a prediction that maybe maybe Wilf does go in the summer, but he goes in a blaze of glory, and he scores mm-hmm. 20 goals after Christmas and just leaves undoubtedly as Palace's best ever player and somehow drags us into Europe. I'm, well, I'm just he, trying to get the positivity back. Hey, wow. no, no, I'm with you. If he scores 20 goals, we're probably in Europe. And yeah, the go. contract <laughs> offer looks a lot more attractive for him. There you go. And it all just works out. out. It all works out. Um, I mean, but, but it could be, I mean, this this is uh, 10 years, 2023 will mark 10 years of this spell in the Premier League. So it's quite the quite the moment, quite the quite the marker. So it almost seems natural that Wilf would leave at the 10-year point because he's been such a pivotal part of that 10-year point, 10-year uh, journey. Um, and it's going to be a really, if that does happen, I'm preparing myself for that to be a really sad time for every Palace fan because, as I said earlier, I consider him to be the greatest player, certainly in, in my lifetime. Um, I think fans older have seen a lot more players and still consider him to be the best player ever. So 2023 could be quite an emotional year for Palace fans because um, we, we could see... The, the goat, as I believe young people refer to, <laughs> to such characters, uh, leave. And it's going to be odd. But there is always the hope that until he has confirmed that he is leaving, that he may well sign on. But, yeah, we we'll, we shall see. Uh, that uh, Him and Wardy leaving would be a very emotional time, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> I, have, I have no words for that no. that, that possibility. Be Wardy's big... out of contract, isn't he? I mean, I surely, so. yeah. surely... <gasps> Surely Wardy stays on just to have some continuity in the dressing room because that dressing room is quite a young dressing room. And even if Wardy's first, if James, if James Tompkins leaves in the summer, as you would expect, he probably will do when his contract goes, then Wardy just becomes that kind of versatile defender. That's what I would advise the club, but I <laughs> may not be listened to. <laughs> Can't believe we're not listening to it on this podcast. At the height of all this, all this sad stuff, we we could well have Joel Ward's testimonial against Portsmouth, probably at somewhere. Yeah, Nord Rec. I'll put it on for him if he. If no one else does. <laughs> he's only, only thirty three. I feel like I when we talk about Wardy, I feel like he's sort of in his forties. He's only thirty three. He could do a couple, <laughs> couple more seasons. Easy, definitely could do. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, on that note, I think we should wrap up, uh, well, this pod and the pods for 2022. Um, Amy, it's been brilliant having you on. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for having me. Hopefully we'll see you again in, in 2023. Yeah, it'd be great. Fantastic. See you then. Dom, great to have you on as ever. Really appreciate your time. Thank you to you, JD, for all your pods as well over the year um, for dedicating all this time to it and uh, getting dressed today, which was great. <laughs> couldn't, <laughs> couldn't even go to the final pod. Couldn't even go to the final pod. Um, and Jack, great to have you on the pods as well. They wouldn't be the same without you. Don't say that. I'm already feeling emotional. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you, Jamie. Thanks. Note, uh, thanks for 
uh, all the pods, all the edits. Um, yeah, you, you, edits, you, put it, yeah. you put it all together. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. From, no, from the listeners to you, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to do it. Thank you to all our listeners for their support this, this year, all the questions, all their support, and our patrons, of course. We love them as well. So thank you very much if you've been a patron at any point this year. Um, and the fun continues on the patron tomorrow because Palace are back in action. So the patrons will get a post-match pod straight after that game. Uh, down in Bournemouth and then we're back next week with the review pod as ever as we kick off 2023 but until then it just remains to say have a great New Year's Eve whatever you do all the best for the new year and we'll see you again very soon goodbye time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.